0: Now sit
1: back, relax, and listen to some real talk Now sit back, relax, and listen to some real talk You are now listening to Unspoken
0: Words Podcast yeah. I'm so embarrassed this never happened to me before What's up? What's up? Unspoken word. A hundred and forty I forgot what the name of this episode was Hey Hey
2: Father's. Mother, Father. Mother Father.
3: Hey. Yo, hey. <laughs> that sounded like a real sad song. Log on those Mother Fathers. <laughs> they, never,
2: they never stood mom. a chance. They <laughs> hate My mom
0: gets a kick out of me when I do right, that. Do it again. <laughs> do it again. Hey. Uh, hey. Mother Father. Hey.
3: Mother Fathers
2: oh you mother
3: fathers out
2: there? Welcome to episode one forty <laughs> In the mother-sugging house, the mother-fathering house. (laughs) We're here, we're live, the triad is back together once again. So, why don't you, let's get some hand
3: claps. Let's get some hand claps. Oh,
2: there she is. There's my girl. There's my Karen. Brought her some carrots Missed and you. apples today. Missed
0: you, girl. Mm-hmm. For Karen. Karen. <laughs> carrots for Karen. Carrots for Karen. Sounds like man. my fundraiser. I don't know, but it sounds provocative.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know what else sounds 18. provocative? <laughs> we just set a new record, 140 weeks in a row. Ha ha ha. Hey hundred and forty uh-huh.
1: Smashing the pre- previous Record of 139
2: 139 got, ain't got nothing
3: On us <laughs> Girl,
0: <laughs> no, I heard you take <laughs> no, no, a deep no, no. breath <laughs> thought, thought you were gonna fire I know um.
2: Okay over here to my left All the way from L. Jesus Number 83 in the place to be The pod guy, Randy B Say showdown <laughs> Uh huh. And over here to my right, all the way from Boy Nine No Nine No Nine No, he is your favorite Indian, your hoe, your ace, your horn one. JCB, say showed up. I concur. I concur. Uh huh. And you know me, mohugs hugs, not drugs. All the way from up the road in Arrow Creek. Uh huh. Little big man, oh, yeah. little big man. Hey, little you know big man. Yeah, did he came. Symposium? Did he? Did uh, Dustin Hoffman actually come here? I don't or? think
1: so. I don't, I don't
2: think,
0: think so. so.
1: <clears throat> actually, I don't think any of the cast, cast came. But there was mostly like historians and people that were extras and extras stuff? and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah.
2: Did Miss Ah oh, man, I wish Miss Page came. It's like, what the, I the heck,
1: heck is that? Oh, Faye Dunaway.
2: Is that her name? Yeah. She's probably about hundred now, huh? She's mm-hmm. pushing, pushing it. Nineties? Is she really that? How old was she in that movie? She's probably like in her thirties,
1: yeah, at least in her 30s maybe twenties. And
2: that was like, man, that was way back in the seventies. So yeah, That's she's like about eighties, huh? huh? Yeah Man, she still got going on though. <laughs> I'm oh just kidding. man, fake D. <laughs> I believe in Jesus and Moses and all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Liar boy <laughs> Lies. <laughs>
3: See
0: the the Moses
2: out Was a Hebrew Jesus was a Gentile Like
0: you and me <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh that's slicker! Uh, yes Miss Pendrick,
2: yes, Pendrick.
0: <laughs> oh, 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 oh,
2: oh. Man that show is cool I like those funny parts On there I think one part that really cracks me up Every time like I used to, I watched it a couple of times so a few years back uh, probably about five years ago or so, when he says, "Yeah, little big man was my brother," but you're not him. He's like, he said, "Did you see the body?" He's like, "No." He turned into a swallow and flew away. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> when they got him and um, his name, Heywood Big Day, standing over him. Oh yeah, the, yeah. With yeah. his rat, his, uh, hatchet. Hatchet, his ratchet hatchet. <clears throat> he a dirt on the nose. I gave you that pony, pony stole him five snows ago at the old woman butte. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, my, my dad, when I had dinner with my dad, he was telling me, like, him and uh, my uncle Dennis were uh, extras in there, Yes. Yeah, yeah. And he was telling us, yeah, he goes, You go in there and they put you in these lines, and first day. They 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 put on your uh, breech cloth and then yeah. they, they he said they gave you mo- they gave them moccasins to wear. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. And then he said then after that they put you in these two different lines, the one that had long hair already. Yeah. And then the other ones would go into this tent and get a wig. Yeah. And then after that he said they'd make you stand there and stick your arms out and then they they sprayed them? spray painted them brown. Yeah, yeah. So we were all the same color he said.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what my dad told me cuz he was in that scene when they came running down that hill. Uh
1: uh-huh. he said he was in that
2: scene and a couple other extras in a different scene. But he said that was intense. He just told us that. He said they had to put on, like, pantyhose, and then they spray-painted them. Then they painted them.
1: Oh, I don't know. He didn't say anything about pantyhose. Maybe he left that out on purpose, huh? Maybe. Yeah. My
2: dad said that because, like, all all the extras, they're brown, like, from the waist up, and everybody's legs were, like, white. Yeah. Because <laughs> everybody wore pants all the time. Yeah. <clears throat> but
1: anyway... But yeah. it was pretty interesting, you know, to hear their their take on it. Mm-hmm. Just your regular old average Indian. Yeah. Out there.
0: Playing James.
1: Plain, well, I wouldn't say that. But, you know, like just the average person, you know, just going in there and being able to experience that sort of movie set type of deal. Especially back then. Yeah. Like, they used actual <laughs> natives instead of just non-natives. Yeah. They used they, a bunch
2: of crows to play Cheyenne's. And Sue's, Yeah I know in that movie There's this one part <clears throat> When they're going off On that war party And uh, you can hear In the background That old Lodgkins Is going like Making his hands In circles And like They ride And then different riders Will ride up And then he'll make His hands in circles And then they ride off If you listen In the background uh You can hear somebody Yell out and crow, Say Go
1: Canala So that's it Go Oh, la. You can <clears throat> hear somebody Yell it Do you ever see A yeah. walk, far woman? Hmm that's like way back in the day too, like seventies. But anyway, my uh, my grandpa Philip was in there, and he was playing a uh, a Blackfeet chief, I think. Mm. And he didn't want to fight with the Sioux and the Cheyenne, and mm-hmm. he gave a big old speech. And he's supposed to be talking Blackfoot, but he's talking in Crow. Oh, is it? Yeah, <laughs> walks far woman, walks far woman. Yeah. Okay. There's um, so that Yellowstone, there's like a prequel to it, uh, called
2: 1923. Yeah, and uh, anyway, uh, Talisha was watching it, <clears throat> and there's this scene. that's supposed to be crows. Or is that Mike Spears and some other like kind of known Native actors? And yeah, like, <clears throat> they're trying to talk crow, but it's like all butchered. They're they're using a different accent. Oh, and like they're they're using like correct words, but <clears throat> they say it all kind of jacked up. It just yeah. sounds different, huh? Yeah. Cause like they use a different accent, like he's telling him not to go near the road. He's like, Alina Hisa, like don't go near the world, but he's like,
3: Alina Hisa, he says it like, cool. that. like
2: that,
1: like the inflections and stuff, huh?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Hisa. He says it like that, yeah, it's the same word and same meaning and everything, but he uses like a totally like whatever. I like it. I'm thinking like <clears throat> a different tribe accent, yeah. And I was like, man, I couldn't stop laughing when I was watching it. I was just like, What the heck? Nineteen twenty three.
1: Yeah. I guess to kind of think of it like that is like how we think of uh Australians when they speak English. Mm-hmm. It's got that accent. Oh, it's the yeah. same words, it's just that they sound different. Yeah. You know? yeah. So yeah, I, I can I can I can get on board with that. Yeah, it was funny though,
2: seeing Mike Spears speaking crow. Uh uh-huh. <clears throat> Mike was oh, Mike Spears. Want him to sing for my City League team. He did the Bobcats.
1: <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> did he really sing for the
3: Bobcats?
2: Yeah. <clears throat> uh, last year, wasn't it? When they're going, both men's and women's teams made it to the big dance last year. Yeah, the year, yep. Ooh. That he was sta- 22, right? Yeah, he was yep. standing outside of the Bobcat Brick Breeding Fieldhouse, and he was singing, <clears throat> singing them off. Who is he, anyway? Uh, he's been in, um, Where what was it, Blackhawk? Oh, that's him That boxer With the long hair Yeah
1: Isn't he on uh, He's on um, a lot of stuff What's that When he, he's listening to his grandpa Tell him all them stories Remember um, Like dream Dreamcatcher Yeah or dream that, Talker or something, something like that, like that? Yeah, Dream
2: something It was on TNT It was like a series Yeah Yeah Was it on a series Because
1: I seen it like on a DVD And it was all just one movie
2: Oh no It was on TNT It was like A couple of weeks Three, four weeks of it Oh really Yeah yeah, his grandpa's yeah. telling stories and then it's always him. Yeah. In the story. Acting
1: it out. Is that i <laughs> that thinking of the one yeah, when they when they were talking about Tejan. I can't remember which was Tehan. That redheaded guy.
3: Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
1: But it's, it's Texan Warrior. Texan, but they were calling him Tejan.
2: <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he was one.
1: adopted into the tribe. Red headed Indian.
0: Redheaded? No, I'm just kidding.
3: Stepchild. <laughs> <laughs> he was literally a redheaded stepchild.
0: He is, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know? so That's where the term comes <laughs> from. <laughs>
1: it was from
2: Tejon.
1: <laughs> Originated with Tejon.
2: Oh, did I ever tell you guys about the time when I was like on social media? Everybody was talking about this Comanche kid. He was a boxer. He's like, every he's gonna fight on ESPN tonight, and I was like, all over social media, and this was like maybe like ten years ago. Uh-huh. Anyway, so I tuned in. It was ESPN Fight Night. They, remember they used to have Friday Night Fight yeah. Night. I tuned in, and he had a drum group in the ring, and like he came in, he was dancing around. Man, he got his ass beat. <laughs>
3: Damn! Oh, and man.
2: the commentator at the end of the fight said he came into the beat a drum and got beat like a drum. Oh, oh. Yeah, it, man! Bad. I couldn't stop laughing. I was like, <laughs> oh snap, man! Just like man, Comanche kid up. Prayers for
0: you, wherever you are, oh
1: man,
2: at least you <laughs> that went out is there.
0: why that man has a career in broadcasting. Yeah,
1: <laughs> at least you went out there, Comanche kid. Yeah, yeah, shout out to the
2: Comanche kid, wherever you're at, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, you got
2: some trivia for us? Time to oh. get trivia, yeah, yeah, yeah. trivia, uh-huh. well, trivia, uh,
1: and today, I'm hey, uh, hey. T- today, I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, animo trivia. Okay, and Mo will test your knowledge on the animal kingdom. See where you guys are at with that.
0: How many teats does a walrus have? Eight.
3: Seventeen. Seventeen. <laughs>
0: so that brings me to like a, a thing. I don't know if you guys seen on the internet uh, this week, right? No. But there was this guy on a boat, um, kind of leaning over, taunting a shark. I think it was a shark, and he like stuck his arm out, bro, and man, that his sucker. Arm? Yeah, he like he was ta- kind of like. Oh, I like,
1: thought you were talking about this. Like he was standing <laughs> in
0: the boat. It was like a like a oh, I think not a that. canoe, but like a bigger than a canoe. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. but he's like leaning over, and I don't know if he knew it was there, but he like put his right arm out, and man, that sucker came and latched on him. Was and pulled that man wearing like a white
2: coat? Was he wearing like a white coat?
0: Man, he was. I, I can't remember exactly what but he was then, doing. then, like, he flips over. Dog, he flips over into the water, man. It was, yeah, that shark just, like, pulled him into the water, remember? And his friends are, like. They're screaming, get him, Kenny. Yeah. yeah. I didn't nuts. find that video yet See, after the first time I, I seen that's it. That's
1: why I don't like the ocean. Yeah. He wasn't even in the ocean. He was in a boat, and they got his ass Yeah.
0: I don't yeah. think it was the ocean either. I think mm, it was like, like... Like a river or something? I think yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Like a
1: marsh or...
0: Swamp yeah, there, somewhere yeah. like a little... Yeah.
1: <clears throat> okay, fellas. First question of the day. What is a group of ferrets called? A group of ferrets. Mm. For rise. <laughs>
3: For rise.
1: <laughs> <For rotis. laughs> <Frito-lays. laughs> a business. What? Oh. A group of ferrets is called a business. Oh. So if
2: I gave you a bunch of ferrets, <laughs> then I'd be giving you the business. Yeah.
0: Ooh. Ooh, I see that. And if, you tried to,
1: and if you tried to interfere with my ferrets, I'd say, mind your own
0: business. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Stay
1: out of my business.
2: Stay out
3: of my business.
1: <laughs> Harry loves that one. <laughs>
3: hey,
2: girl.
1: Hey, girl. Which mammal? Has the lowest heart rate.
2: Ooh. Octopus. Sloth.
0: Oh, no, no.
1: Alligator. Uh, alligator's not a mammal. It's not? No. Oh, it's reptilian.
0: I has know. the uh, what now? The lowest heart rate? Lowest heart rate.
2: Uh, a the, mammal. A whale. Some kind of whale. A mammal? Dolphin. Oh, oh, uh,
1: what? Whale. Dolphin. Blue whale. Uh, uh, that was my next guess. The <laughs> <coughs> pink whale. What is the most venomous snake in the world? A Ooh. viper. I think it's a type of snake. So it's not Viper? No. Oh uh, probably a Viper because I a Viper. Cornback Rattler.
3: <laughs>
2: Corn beef hash rattler.
3: <laughs>
2: I don't know. You know. A Pissed off Python. Uh, a black <laughs> mamba. Western Taipan.
0: Oh, the Taipans. Oh, the, taipans. 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 the
2: Western taipans. I've heard pretty, of them. Yeah. Not to be confused with the Southern Taipans. Yeah. <laughs> not as crazy as the Eastern Taipan. Yeah. but just as ugly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but just as sneaky. And cannot compete with the Southern Taipans. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Let's not even get into the Northern Taipans. We don't <clears throat> even want to mention those.
1: <laughs> oh, this is a weird one. Mm-hmm. What key does a housefly hum in? E-F. hey there you go if you swing enough times you're gonna get a hit just they fly in the key of F oh yeah. real yes well that's I could tell that I've oh,
2: seen this thing remember how like they say uh bees like those honeybees they shouldn't be able to fly oh yeah because like your body's too fat and it's not proportionate to their wings yeah they like did further study and they have like these glands underneath them. That put out a frequency, and they're doing more studies into that where that frequency allows them to levitate, and then their
1: wings allow them to go forward. Yeah, or go. So one makes them go up, and the other one can make them go directions. Yeah. Weird.
2: Weird. So then, like, I was like, they probably known this for a while. Uh They're like, applied this to like UFOs, air quotation. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then they start talking about how planes are probably like that. Those, mm. the engines are actually putting out high frequency to get it off the ground. Hmm. And then once it's in the air, then it pushes it.
1: Weird. Weird? I didn't, I never knew that. That was, that's a good piece of, now you know. Yeah. See, these
2: are the type of videos I'm watching at 12 a.m. in the morning.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Music yeah. theory videos.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah. Like,
1: what? <laughs> Which land animal can't jump? A mammal. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> uh,
2: I was,
1: I was, you were this close to being disqualified, <laughs> sir. I almost got racial.
2: There's a movie about it.
0: <laughs> the new, new one kind of sucks, too. Yeah, the new one. I tried to watch it, bro.
2: No. I don't know. I didn't like it.
0: Oh, I, Yeah, I lost interest in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, what mammal can't
2: jump? Let me see. The hippopotamus. Close. The elephant.
0: There you go. The oh. elephant. What he does is the elephant will often majestically lift.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he prances.
0: <laughs> it's more of a prancer than
1: a jumper. Yeah. He's more of a euro stepper. Which organ do ants lack? Ants don't have which organ. Lungs. Cha-ching. That was pretty good. And I think that's freaking
2: weird. They don't have lungs?
1: Yeah. So how do
2: they breathe? They don't.
1: They breathe through ESP. They breathe metaphorically. Extrasensory perception. I think I'm breathing, therefore I am. Yeah. Or something. How many times does a woodpecker peck per second? Gee, I can't believe I said that without messing it up.
0: Two times. The rest is echo.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The rest of the time, he's purring.
0: (laughs) I don't know. A hundred times? Per Per second? second. Oh. I'd say two or
1: three. Yeah, two or three. Twenty times.
0: What? A second. My next guess. I was 17
1: off. Gosh, dang. Yeah, that's a hammerhead right there. Ooh, Holy God. cow Going to work? Which animal doesn't need to sleep? Uh, does not need to sleep.
0: Uh I, said something, but I, didn't, but I not. I don't know.
2: Dolphin. No. A whale.
1: A bullfrog. Oh. What? Yep.
3: Bullfrog.
0: Don't bother me. Boo frog. Boo frog.
1: <laughs> Which animal has the strongest bite force in the animal kingdom? Sharks, hyena, no, and
2: alligator. No, you're close. Crocodile.
1: Crocodile. Saltwater crocodile. Saltwater, ah. crocodile.
0: Mm, saltwater crocodiles. Mm. <laughs> Not to be confused with the <laughs> <Fresh> spring water <laughs> crocodile. <laughs> the mountain spring water crocodile.
1: How many inches? Twelve is the (laughs) is the leg span of the world's largest tarantula. Oh man, the Goliath bird eating tarantula. How many inches is leg span? Twelve. Very very close. I might have to give that one to you.
0: Why are you giving it to him and I'm the one that said it first? Did you? I was just kidding. Oh, (laughs) did you? I didn't even hear. No, I messed around before (laughs) the question was even read. Right? But eleven. 11, uh-huh.
1: 11 inches
0: See, you swing enough times, you'll hit one
1: <laughs> What color is a polar bear's skin? Black Clear Black Okay Their fur, the hairs
0: on their fur are clear oh. What about their chinny, chin, chin? Very black <laughs> So that makes, is that like the thing like around their mouth and stuff?
1: Oh yeah, it's all black <laughs> You know like when, when they're, when they're like on the ice and they're hunting around and they see something off in the distance, they'll cover their nose.
0: Mm. The black part of it. Yeah. I never knew that. Oh.
1: So they they won't see him coming. Because they're embarrassed. Yeah. Like a shy res girl.
2: <laughs> Polar bear.
3: <laughs> look at those look spoilers at over there. What
0: is it? look at me. I'm going to eat you. (laughs) (laughs) sneak up on you and eat you. Don't even act like that. I'm going (laughs) to eat you. (laughs) Eat you all the way up.
1: Okay, let's just move along
3: here.
1: (laughs) What is a group of rhinos called? A group of rhinos. A horoscope. (laughs) I don't know. They got weird names. Might as well be, huh? A public. A public. A crash. Okay. A crash. <laughs> okay, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this right, but we're going to give it a shot. Binturongs, a.k.a. bearcats, are said to smell like which popular food? Bearcats smell like which popular food? A cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> Hot dog. Hot dogs. It's got to be a hot dog. No, popcorn. Mm. What? Yeah, that's what a bear it says. Cat? Regular Bearcat? Regular popcorn, buttered
2: popcorn. <laughs> Theater.
1: popcorn. Theater
2: popcorn. Yeah. Cheese corn. Oh. Oh, popcorn ball. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. <clears throat> How many bamboo does a giant panda eat in a day? Oh, how much bamboo how many bamboo?
0: How <laughs> many bamboo? <laughs> how <laughs> much bamboo does a giant panda? About a pound. Ten pounds. Uh,
3: how many bamboo?
0: <laughs> how many bamboo did
3: it
2: take for Panda eat? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ten pounds. Oh no. Half its body weight. Which is three hundred pounds.
1: Up to eighty four pounds. Ooh, right, a day? Well, well, yeah, a day. But then they have to eat that much because bamboo doesn't have very much nutritional value, and yet that's the only thing they eat. Mm. Crazy. No carbs. Mm. No, carbs. no carbs. No carbs. No ah, carbs. Low carb diet.
3: Uh-huh.
1: All right, couple more. How about <clears throat> which marine animal lacks a blubber layer? Marine animal lacks a blubber layer.
0: The walrus. No. Uh,
2: oh, dolphin. No. Jellyfish. Sea otters.
3: Sea otters. Ah. <laughs> Jellyfish. <laughs>
1: Those are all blubber.
0: <laughs> Never you know. we call blubber. <laughs> you guys remember that? Next question
1: <laughs> What do you
2: call a group of zebras? Oh, a stencil. I don't know. Uh, a group, a group, a herd, a herd, a dozen.
1: A do- that's actually kind of close, but a baker's dozen. <laughs> <laughs> so there's thirteen of them. Uh, a dazzle, okay. Razzle dazzle. A dazzle of zebras. Mm-hmm. Razzle dazzle. And last but certainly not least, how many feet can king cobras grow to be? Twelve. Uh, 12 and a half Nope Up to 18 feet Holy smokes And that is your Animal trivia You guys did horribly Thank
0: you <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations on your horrible performance I'd like to thank my elementary teachers <laughs> For misguiding me For
2: misguiding me
0: I don't I think misguiding have, like, is the word for it. <laughs> Mis-teaching me?
2: That <laughs> was over like 20-some years ago. Oh, oh man. Hey. All
1: there's right, some, you guys warmed There were some weird yeah. ones in there, though. I'll give you that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the thing that,
2: I mean, <clears throat> when we do these trivias, it's always weird. Like, who sits there and, like, is like, okay, this group of animals is going to be called this. I know. Like, what is that? Like, who? what were they smoking? Like, okay, that group of zebras, we're going to call them a dazzle. Is that what they're
1: called? Yeah. yeah Like What is that? I think they Man it sounds like They're just making shit up Yeah It's like Well we already got A herd of buffalo So we can't say that Well how about A dazzle Yeah we got a flock of Probably these. just like you guys When you were just now What you were just doing it's yeah. like What should we call a herd herd of zebras And then they just spit out Random words Yeah like, Oh that one works I like that Dazzle yeah. yeah they got those lines They look kind of dazzly Okay Real quick, what would you call a group of frogs? Then a fro, a fro. Okay, a fro of okay. frogs. Yeah, 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 a fro of frogs. Is it really? No, I just a gross.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Too> gross. <laughs> yeah, because I don't like frogs.
1: You're not a frog. You're not a frog, dude. No, I'm not a creepy crawly fan. So, like, going down like by the creek or whatever riverbed, you don't like. If you seen a frog, you ain't trying to catch it.
2: Mm. I'll grab a stick and bash his brains out. Jeez. Geez. i do that. That's
0: pretty descriptive.
1: Yeah, that was pretty, that was yeah. zero to 60 in like <laughs> no seconds. In absolutely you, no so seconds. you'd you love Arizona then because after they have those, um, those thunderstorms, mm-hmm. man, these like huge big old bullfrogs like, like that, dude, like yeah. they're big. They just pump like biblical yeah. all over the place. Uh, like, they just pop out of nowhere. I think because they say they were sleeping in the ground and yeah. they can't breathe, so they come out. Damn, that was a lot. Yeah,
2: i seen some lizards, like, scurrying across the road.
1: Oh, when you went to Arizona?
2: Yeah, <clears throat> just driving to the venue. I was like, I was thinking one day, one of those days where we're driving to the venue, it was about a 15-minute drive, and then I said, oh, isn't there supposed to be lizards down here? Didn't JC get a pamphlet when he got here, and they said there was lizards? Right As soon as I thought that, and this lizard man looked, it's like, looked like he's like, Oh shit, it's hot, it's hot, it's hot. Oh, no. man, it's like oh, running man. across the road. He's like high
1: stepping it. <laughs> <laughs> I busted out
3: loud. you
2: see week. any
1: tarantulas?
2: No, thankfully, no. But I did one night. No runnings s- in the vest nope. Um, no, no, no. Saturday night, we got back from the we watched games until eleven. Yeah. like, local, like the four oh six teams, the last team played at ten. And we went back to the venue. And it was just me and my son. And I went and we didn't have a key to the house, just a code. I punched in the code and I went to open the door and I heard this crackling. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it was. And something landed right here on my shoulder. I didn't even look. I just hit it. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. And I like, it was going like this. And I freaked my son out. And he was just jumping around. He's like,
3: what, what? I was like, Get inside. And
2: I pushed him inside. I don't know what it was. But it landed like right here, and you could feel it. And it was like, I don't know, probably it was almost as big as my hand. Like, oh my god, it was just right the here on my fly. shoulder.
0: Probably had to be, yeah, like a, I don't know, It was lizard. crackling. It was like,
1: so did I? Did I tell you the story too? Okay, real quick, yeah. oh, when I was in Arizona and <clears throat> I was out in the backyard and I'm playing Rambo, we're doing something. But remember, he, he used to wear that headband. Oh yeah, yeah, and I had a black, I had a black piece of. It was a piece of a trash bag, like a piece of plastic. Yeah. But I wrapped, put it on my head like it was a headband. And, you know, the the back of it was kind of yeah. down. But I, I was walking inside. I was going back inside, and I noticed on this corner of my of my eye, on my shoulder, a little piece of that black plastic bag, and I started freaking out. Ah!
3: I was going like <laughs> that
1: here. It was just that part of that headband that was kind of re- <laughs> freaked out too like yeah. that. And that was after the tarantula incident, we'll say. So I was already already traumatized. I was already traumatized.
2: (laughs) 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 Yeah, I was like sleepy. I was looking forward to going inside and just going to bed. And now that happened boom, something landed right there on my shoulder, left shoulder.
0: How'd you sleep that night? I went right to bed. Okay.
2: So I was like, that was outside. Oh, man. They get everywhere, though. I know. But like, the place was nice and, like, we didn't see anything the whole time I was there. so And I looked around. <laughs> what, you, what you need Make to do sure is we're take
0: were a little walk through the desert.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Creepy crawlies yeah, creepy. creep me out, man. Yeah, me too, man. I don't
2: like the creepy crawls. All right, you guys warmed up? We're yes. Good. Let's we're go. Good. All right. So, DJ, if you're ready, why don't you hit me with that B?
1: Speak on it. Speak on Speak it, on bro. On it. And that,
3: bro. Speak on it. Speak on
1: it. Speak
2: on it. All right, all right, all right, all right. We're here in the Speak on it episode of Unspoken Words, and. As always I'm going first And <clears throat> so Oh snap I was trying to start the timer here So I can stay on topic um, So What I'm going to do So I was down in this I was down in Arizona And At this tournament Our game our, The team I was part The team that, I was, that my son was playing on yeah, uh we lost. But I it wasn't we didn't lose because of like skill-wise. Like we didn't get outplayed, we didn't get out-coached. Um I felt like the team just kind of imploded. Mhm. You know, just cuz um the age-wise, you know, there's still kids That level that competition I was just like outside of Being that far away from home, Um, but one thing—I mean, I'm not blaming these kids. I'm just talking about what I seen. So, some of them started blaming each other, and they started fighting, and they started arguing. Um, this was before halftime, man. Um, so they started fighting, but it was went down to blame. So that was kind of that's what's been on my mind since Saturday, and not—I mean, nothing against these kids. I mean, they're kids. Mm -hmm. So I'm like I'm not going to name names or anything like that But what it got me to thinking was like Thinking about my recovery And thinking about How I used to blame everybody I never Like everything was everybody's fault Mm. You know what I mean And Sometimes even now Walking Red Road I find myself Trying to blame people Mm -hmm. uh, For whatever And I'm you know, just talking about me personally, like so I when I start doing that, then I know that's BS. So then I like, okay, well (laughs) I gotta I gotta really look at myself because I gotta look at my role. And I just wanted to read some like the definition of blame. And it's right there it says assign responsibility for a fault or a wrong. So you assign it. You assign that responsibility for that fault or wrong. You don't assign it to yourself like I don't I wouldn't assign it to myself I put it on somebody else yeah I'll put it on somebody else <clears throat> so that <clears throat> I can keep doing whatever I'm doing um and looking back on my addiction like <clears throat> it's like whoa if my baby mama didn't say this or my baby mama wasn't so mean then I wouldn't be mad then I wouldn't be drinking instead of being like instead of taking responsibility for my actions You know, um, and so that's where my mind's been. That's what I wanted to bring up today. just like blaming. Uh, So I wanted to read this too. It says, what is the psychology behind blaming people? It says humans are wired to blame. Hmm. These propensities are particularly psychological driven by something called a fundamental attribution bias we tend to believe that what people do is a reflection of who they are rather than considering there are many other factors, social and environmental uh, influencing their behavior. Um, But that first part of that is like fundamental, fundamental attribution bias. Like, so not really wanting to look at myself when I was in my addiction, Like, I didn't, I wasn't looking at my trail of destruction. So it was better for me. It was easier for me to blame people. And so I could continue doing what I was doing. And that was just so, I see it a lot too, because there's people around me that are in active addiction. And I see them doing this. I see them doing this where they're blaming people. Well, if she didn't say this Or if my boss wasn't like this And, you know, going down that road And I'm just like, whoa, man, that's kind of That's huge, huge red flag And And then, so, it really gets me back to, like, myself Like, I gotta be careful Um, Especially now I mean, because, like you know I just mentioned it on here several times Like with the Wellbrity teachings I'm in my winter season And then you can break down that year Into different seasons as well So right now June 9th Until September 9th I'm in like a winter winter So I've noticed that things are A little bit heavier So I've been actively being trying Trying to be responding Constantly Throughout the whole day And <clears throat> I was trying to not be reactive Because I could go down that path real easily um, I was having this conversation the other day With somebody else I was ha- talking about recovery And I said I it came down to like well, What are some of my triggers what is, what is what is What are my triggers My hugest trigger is like anger Because that drove That thr- that drove my addiction so much Because once I got angry I could say F it Real quick Real easy And so I allowed myself to get angry real quick So I could say F it And so I could go drink But it was so subconscious Um That I had to bring it into my conscious And start noticing these patterns So that I could stop that Um and you know, a seven years and some change. I gotta, uh, I gotta have refresher courses. I gotta remind myself of that because uh, <clears throat> I tend to start. I've been, I guess, throughout this year, this winter season, I find myself blaming people um, for whatever, whether it's at work or in my personal life. Like I don't say it but i start to think that way. you know what i mean? well, if they didn't say this, then i wouldn't be feeling this way. um but i then i catch myself. i've been catching myself lately and i'm like, man, i can't be doing that. i can't be going down i can't be doing that blame game. cuz that's what kept me in addiction. i blamed everyone for my problems cuz i felt like Everyone had a problem with my drinking. I didn't have a problem with my drinking. You know what I mean? But with that, I'll open up to you guys just some... Whatever's hitting you on that.
1: That's a... That's a good topic. Um, I uh, I kind of, like, my my thing with blame is, like, you know, going through all that programming and stuff, and I I always... It, it, I was taught through those programs that blame is a uh, cognitive distortion, you know, a thinking error. Oh yeah, yeah, and it keeps us from accepting responsibility for the things that we do, so that we can continue, mm. right? So we don't feel guilt and shame, and that's one aspect of it. I think there's more to it, and like he's, Josiah was already talking about some of that, but <clears throat> for me personally, I mean, man, I fall into the same boat. Like you know you've if certain if I wasn't born on the res, I wouldn't be an alcoholic if I wasn't you know mm. this, that, I wouldn't be drinking if this person was nicer to me, if this person wasn't so mean, blah, blah blah blah, you know, always saying looking outward to find a an excuse for my problems, and there are times too, you know, like like if you speak like if I'm thinking about work, right. And things have a constant flow, so they come in through one door and then they leave out the other. And in the middle, everybody has their role to their role to keep to make sure that happens. And if somebody in that line, you know, isn't um, up to par, then it kind of gums up the whole works. Mm. And I notice that, I mean, even me, like, like I, I, I'm, I'm guilty of it myself too. But a lot of them were saying, you know, well, we would have been done by now if such and such would have did this. Hmm. And okay. And and there are times when I fell into that too. But then I also it's crazy, like how these things work. Like since we know what it is and we know how to recognize it, we yeah. know, you know, we know about it. It's like it. It's hard to keep going along with that. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to justify that type of uh thinking. Yeah. When you already know, man, that's bullshit.
3: Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I'm
1: calling myself on my own bullshit. So like a lot of times, you know, I would say, well. These guys are not getting me the stuff that I need to finish my job. But that's not on me. Mm. You know, and I'll tell my coworkers, i said, don't worry about it. There's nothing we can do uh, short of going back there and doing it for them, Yeah, which I'm not going to do. I got my own job to do. But, you know, like, you know, and kind of taking it that way rather than saying, well, if those guys weren't so... Even if they were... I don't have to buy into all that negativity and, you know, put myself in a funk, right? Mm -hmm. I don't have to say, oh, well, you know, those guys are blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, they're doing that. They're not doing that, whatever the case may be. I don't have to fall into that negativity and say, you know, let it ruin my day. Does that make sense? Like, you know, I don't have to take on their bullshit because I got my own. I can make stuff up even for myself. So that's like one aspect of it. But I, and then... I think another thing, too, I, th- I'm i not going to say it's right either, is that because I know.
0: Whoa. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, bro. I, mine was leaning. I tried to fix it. I'm sorry.
3: Did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: talking. I don't it? know my own strength. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. You almost swallowed it.
2: Yeah. you just almost Frenched it. Yuck. I'm sorry, man. It wasn't a French. It was
0: just a regular kiss. It was just a regular It romance. was just a light Heck.
1: Oh yeah, but anyway. So yeah, now that I know what it is and I know how to identify it, and like because I've seen it in myself, then you know I start looking outward and I say, "Oh well, that person's blaming somebody else for their stuff," and like I see it all the time. And it's not. And hey, it, this isn't just uh, uh, an addiction thing. <clears throat> you already see, and and it kind of makes sense now because the first part of that, uh, his little article that he read was it's in what it how did you put that like it's inherent in everybody or something like that or it's, it says humans are wired to blame. oh they're wired okay uh, yeah humans are wired to blame and i was like wow so that kind of you know that speaks a lot of uh i mean it it explains a lot to me because i see it all the time and and i and again i think it's like for me it's just not accepting responsibility and holding myself accountable for my part in anything, even if I has nothing to do with me, like I was explaining at work, I don't have to get all negative and I don't have to, you know, pass that on down. Well, these guys aren't doing this thing, so I can't do my thing. And and then, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like just, okay, well, you know, I, there's nothing I can do about it. And, you know, in that instance, but there are other times too, when like my behavior, I'd be like, the reason why I'm drinking is because of you,, uh, yeah, I mean, that's what it comes down to, right? The reason why I am doing dumb shit, acting like a fool, hurting my family, my friends, my community, my people is because of you or because yeah. of this circumstance,, uh-huh. and <laughs> man, that's that's straight bullshit, dude,
0: straight up I think that's like the sign of true growth, right? Is like when we start calling ourselves out on our own BS. Mm. And I feel like I'm on par with both of you guys because it's like the more I grow in my mental health, find out how full of crap I am, you know? And really at the end of the day, like the only person we can regulate is ourselves. But I'm also finding out like how much I, how much I fall short every day.
2: Oh yeah, we all do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah.
0: but it it almost brings a person to a depressive state. Like for mm-hmm.
3: me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: right? Because I am in that same season of like being accountable, like wanting to take accountability. Uh, I was in a conversation today where my brother was like, man, you always say that, my fault. And then he explained like, you know, the difficulty for accepting that is because that's what he hears. And at the end of it, it's like he, what he what he was saying is like, he feels like people don't take ownership when they do that, right? Mm-hmm. Because he's a leader. And I'm like, man, like, I'm like, man, I kind of stung because it's like, okay, I want to take accountability, but only on the surface level. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, my yeah, fault yeah. because that's the nice thing to say. Yeah. But then realizing like, bro, like nothing... I feel like we have to be, in order to be a healthy person, we have to shoulder our share of the blame. True. And whatever, it doesn't go our way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a part of growing, you know? Most definite. Um, but it's hard because it's like convicting because I feel like that's where I'm at. mm
1: even if that part of the blame is just thinking about it in the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. And reacting to that. And, like, kind of that's where I'm at, too, is, like, it's
2: all in my brain right now, but I don't want it to come out. So, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I know what you mean.
2: So, like, every, like, lately I've been recognizing that I'm, I'm blaming people, like, in my head. Yeah. But I don't want to go continue down this path because... That's what kept me in my addiction. and Subconsciously, like my addiction, that's
0: the path that wants me to go down. But I think that's a powerful point of like growth, bro, is being self-aware. Mm-hmm. And you guys really need to work on that. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: no, I, but- I can tell you guys need to really work on it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like that, like, I don't know, man. Like I find that like I'm in this, like, bro, like I feel like a, like I'm laying on a table and I'm just cut open right now. Mm. Like that's where I'm at in my life. Mm. And I'm not trying to blame anybody, but my problem is like, man, I have a habit because I'm a thinker and I say stuff without. Oh, yeah. Cause I work, I'm working it out. Yeah. Thinking out loud. Yeah. But then it's like, but I don't know.
2: But some people might take that the wrong way too. And it does saying? get, yeah. it, it
0: often gets me in uh, trouble. Mm. Being outspoken, right? Like I was talking to somebody last night, and I'm like, "Man, that's my problem. Is I love too much, and I'm outspoken." Mm. And they responded, "You spelled superpower wrong." Mm. Talking about the love part, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the part that I struggle with. Is like the speaking part because I feel like, mm. I, I, as a person that's growing in their mental health, it's hard to work these things out audibly. When yeah. that's not the intention is having a malicious heart. True. So I think there's like a couple things is like the intent, but also being self aware and having the maturity level of saying, Hey, that don't need to come out my mouth. Mm. Kind of like what you're saying, like bro, like and that's where I'm trying to get to. Yeah. Because I say stuff and then I'm like, okay.
2: No, because I- like I I understand that a lot because I do that sometimes, like I'm thinking out loud. And somebody thinks I'm coming against them or whatever. Yeah. But I'm just like thinking out loud. So like one little trick that I do now is like, it's like I'm just thinking out loud, but and then say yeah. what I was going to say. So then they're like, oh, he's just thinking out loud. Let's process this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So well, that might be a helpful trick. Thank you. Yeah. Just to say I'm just spitballing here. You yeah, know, yeah. Or yeah. something like that. I learned that I've seen other individuals do that. I'm just thinking out loud, but. And they would say what they're going to say
0: But it doesn't <clears throat> It leads to like That's that's what I did Like using bro mm-hmm. I get everybody against me So it Right like Make sure that everybody's pissed off at me Yeah So I can use in peace Yeah 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 It's kind of like a barrier Building this barrier mm. And saying Okay I'm going to use over here
2: mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. me No
0: that's I mean yeah I would,
2: i do the same. I'd piss everybody off, curse them out, and then so I could go just
0: drink in peace. <laughs> Why did I say that? And then it's like using the dope word, alcohol. Yeah.
1: I can relate to that, but I think for me, I the biggest thing was I just used it as an excuse. Yeah. Oh, for sure. No, absolutely. Like, At the like, end of the day, it like, is an like excuse. If, if, yeah. if, I mean, yeah, I, you're right. But you know, um, I guess I could have explained it a little bit. Or you know, like just saying, okay, I didn't want you to be mad at me, but since you are, you know, now I get to go do whatever because it's your fault. You should. You put me. You, you, you gave me. me off. You gave me a reason. In other words, even though that's bullshit too. Yeah. Like yeah. nobody can make no person can make another person do anything that
0: anything. You made me mad, so I went to the hole.
1: See, and that's the thing: You can't make another person mad, no. can't make another person happy, can't make them, you know, any of those. Hello, <laughs> I like how you did that, bro. <clears throat> but um, but it, and I just wanted to say, you know, point out real quick too is that I we see it in a lot of uh, criminal thinking and criminal behavior. Mm. You know, especially, that's what I was going to say, especially with violence. Yeah, right. Like you know, you did this to me, so now I'm going to go back and do this to you. You pissed me
0: off. True. True, Or, you know, you
1: did this to my family members, so now I got to get that, you know, it's your fault. I got to get you back. You know, and regardless of what the story, I mean, I got to be the first one to say that I can't condone violence. Yeah. I mean, I just can't anymore. Mm. I mean, it's just stupid. Yeah. It's just dumb. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to throw that last part in there, you know, that criminal thinking part of it. Yep.
2: Definitely. And so I just wanted to end it with this It says how to stop playing the blame game I think we've covered all of this But I just want to read this A uh, little five point thing Excuse me um, Recognize when you're blaming Your circumstances on other people Notice if you use the words Like never And always when talking to others Recognize that you That you and every person In your life are equals own your own story Pause before responding Apologize
3: mm. mm-hmm. So those are
2: ways to get out of blaming And that's my speak on it So uh oh, little big man
1: oh, like Wait hit roll. that beat then We all like to speak on it about stuff it? Speak on it Speak on it bro And um, it mm. hey, bro Speak on it Speak
0: on it Speak on
1: it, Randy. It's not your turn,
3: <laughs> <laughs> dog. I don't Sorry, know. I, I, I just kind of got tired, man.
0: <laughs> Were you sleeping or what? Nah, kind of like my. Uh, yeah, the homies always tell me, like, know. man, we know when you're tired because you get quiet. <laughs> you know, jeez. And I'm sitting there, like, just kind of in my own world, bro, thinking. uh, Yeah.
1: But anyway, my speak on it, I was just, you know, going through some stuff, and I went back to the old trusty Psychology Today site and found a little short article, short and sweet, Three Origins of Overthinking. Uh, Understand the three reasons for overthinking and set your mind at ease. And because um, I am a big overthinker, I figured, hey, why not throw this out there? Maybe I'm not the only one. Uh, Key points. Overthinking can be caused by three main types of situations. Uh, If you are introspective and self-aware, these qualities may be exploited by a certain type of person. And if you are embracing a new chapter in life, good or bad, it may be destabilizing for a bit and i'll read the article overthinking is miserable trapped in your own head you may you may torture yourself for hours and sometimes days knowing where overthinking stems from and why it occurs can help you cope with it better the first source may be interpersonal relationships if you are a person who cares deeply about your relationships you may overthink when interacting with a certain type of partner the second involves your sense of self you may embark on a career change, returning to school or getting divorced. Whatever it may be, it is, a brand, it is a brand new chapter in your life. It may ignite a period of significant overthinking. Third, you and many other people may suffer from a type of overthinking that can be described as, quote, weird worries. These are sometimes dark or crazy worries that creep into your head and camp out for a while, especially at night. Uh, the first one will go over interpersonal dynamics. You may be a person who pays close attention to how your actions and words impact loved ones. Not afraid to look in the mirror, you are conscientious in attempt to understand a loved one's perspective. When you realize that you may have done or said something hurtful, you quickly seek to take responsibility and repair the rupture in the relationship. Although these are emotionally intelligent qualities that serve you well, when you are interacting with a person who has the same gifts, They can go a bit sideways when you are dealing with an emotionally unavailable person. An emotionally unavailable person is egocentric, which prevents them from understanding your viewpoint if it differs from theirs. In their mind, they are always right. In addition, their staunch and rigid defensiveness prevents them from looking inward and examining their flaws, selfish moments, and hurtful behaviors. Instead, they play the victim and label you the antagonist. Ah, they're blaming you. This can be extremely confusing. Your reality clashes with your loved one's reality and because you look at yourself, you wonder if you are in the wrong, even when you are not. The dynamic can cause a rash of overthinking and can be miserable. Take some time to evaluate the emotional safety of this relationship. It may be time to set some healthy boundaries. Number 2. self Sense of self-issues You may be embracing a new phase of life. It may be healthy and positive, like a transfer across the country for your dream job, or it may be bittersweet, like a divorce or retirement from a field you are passionate about. Either way, this substantial life change does funky things to your sense of self. A huge life pivot forces you to shed small aspects of your identity. For example, during a job change, you leave your old title behind, as well as some work attachments that may be grounding and comforting. This strips your sense of self and some importance st- of some important stuff that used to anchor it. <clears throat> Although necessary, the departure from these things results in a temporarily wobbly self-esteem. The brief but destabilizing phase can, be- can cause a surge of overthinking. For example, am I doing the right thing? Am I cut out for this? Am I good enough? I feel like an imposter. Will I make it? What if I fooled myself into believing I could do this but I can't? Although you may be consumed with self-doubt and are analyzing everything you do, it may be temporary. Your sense of self is actively reconsolidating with every stride you take towards your new endeavor. It takes time, but your sense of self will integrate the new in order to fill the gaps that the old left behind. You will likely restabilize and overthinking may slow down. And last, the third one is weird worries. Often at night, when there are fewer distractions, you may be consumed with weird worries. These are the thoughts that are, for some, that are sometimes bizarre and feel dark. For example, you suddenly worry about getting into a horrific car accident on the way back to work the following day. Often you may wonder, where is this coming from? The dark thoughts may make you feel like you are dark and it can be unsettling. These gruesome thoughts may stem from past trauma. Although you may have processed this trauma and largely recovered from it, your brain has changed. The thing the human brain hates the most is being blindsided by an event that causes its world to crash in an instant. The experience is so distressing that it is hard for your mind to reconcile that anything at any moment can happen and turn your world upside down. So there are moments when your brain attempts to predict it. That way it is not blindsided. So every so often it reminds you that in this life... Anything horrible can happen at any time and you have very little control. Possibly the most helpful thing to do in this moment is to help your brain change the channel. Immediately think of something really appealing but kind of dreamy. For instance, if you want a kitchen remodel, how would you design your new kitchen? Or if you inherit a large sum of money from a long lost and distant relative, what would you do with it? Perhaps you would buy a lake cottage or a cabin in the mountains. It is okay to cancel out the dark thoughts with appealing and fun ones. Overthinking is rough. However, understanding the reasons for it may help you know yourself better. Provide reassurance that it may settle down in time and have the confidence to recognize that it is not you, it is past trauma. You are human and our minds do funny things. You are not alone.
2: You are not so, alone. yeah, there, there
1: was a lot there. Um, I didn't realize it would take me that long to read it, but just a quick thought. like Like I said, man, I am so guilty, especially at night. Of overthinking and and mm-hmm. and you know those dark thoughts, those weird thoughts that I have is like, for a long time I thought, is there something wrong with me? Yeah, like mm-hmm. why am I thinking these things? Mm-hmm. Why do I have to go to these dark places and then just have these scenarios? And I was also told, you know, like creative people, um, they they have a tougher time with this because they, I don't know, maybe this because they're more creative in their dark thoughts. I guess probably. I, I I'm the bit, same
2: creativity feeds that.
1: Anxiousness and that worry Yeah Or it could be the anxiousness and the worry feeds that creativity mm. But Yeah so And man I always You know I've always had trouble with that and You know I was just Laying there at night And that Because there are no distractions And I think that's what um, I really like about meditation too Is like being able to Train myself To shut everything down um, All the random thoughts And all the things Whizzing through my head Especially at night Cause at night, man, and by it could start out with something simple, like, oh, uh, you know, tomorrow the podcast team we're going to go do something over at this event, and then next thing you know, at the end of my little scenario, the building is burning down, and <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's the end of the world, and we all have to find, sh- you know, just weird shit. Worst case scenario, just like weird, Yeah, yeah. Man. just like
2: your mind just goes boom,
1: yeah. Next thing you know, we're in a zombie apocalypse, you know, hiding out in a bunker somewhere. And it's just, like, I always thought, like I said, like, man, is there something wrong with me? Why do I have these dark thoughts? But knowing now that, you know, it it is a common thing, like Uh especially because when they're talking about that trauma, like past trauma, Mm -hmm. I get that. Like there are some traumatic things that I went through. I mean, we all have, right? Oh, yeah. And, And... your brain is trying to predict the next thing. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I remember when this happened and our lives just flipped upside down. Yeah. And then now I'm trying to predict the next thing. And then it's like with that creative mind and this imagination, then it just, man, it's like the the proverbial rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was just hoping everybody got something out of that. I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on overthinking. And maybe some of the horses. <laughs> You're
0: describing me to a T. No, I'm just no, but I have that same problem, and I can definitely identify with that part about like being right, like creatively, like we can work so many scenarios in our brain until it becomes real. Mm. I think that's the curse of like being a creative and being a thinker.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Is like, man, we, we love to express ourselves, but oftentimes in expressing ourselves, we go to worst case scenario. That's a possibility that, that can happen, but if we replay it over in our mind over and over enough, then that could become our reality. True, you know what I mean. You even know, though, but but we tell our like for me, like I tell myself so much, like oh, it's gonna end up this way anyway, and then I end up believing like or or not even trying to be expressive in my creativity. True. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Not exploring the positive side. Yeah.
0: Like it's so easy. Like it even goes along with him. Like we're wired to blame people. Right. Like, and I feel like as human beings, like we're wired to even for me is to make mountains out of a molehill. Mm Yep. You know, and make things seem bigger than they were, which gave me an excuse to go use, gave me an excuse to go shoot up, gave me an excuse to, to shut everything off so I could self-destruct. But yeah, that's what I got.
2: Yeah, no, there's like a lot of that, I know, like that's where, like the flip side of that, like the manifesting. So yeah. I really believe in that, so that's kind of like where you're, what you're alluding to. We can manifest negativity, or we can man manifest positivity. And I'll just use this example of like, <clears throat> so just the way my daughter is, like the way she is, her personality and stuff. Like when she was younger, I was like, man, I just, it, I just envisioned. Like, man, when she starts playing sports, more specifically basketball, I was like, man, she's going to, like, get into it with another player, fight, or, you know, she's going to get into, you know, like, get too far into the game or something where I'm going to be carrying her out on my shoulder, out uh-huh. of the gym. And that's what I kept thinking. That's what I kept thinking that way for, like, a year before she even played any sports just confirming like her personality and it was so signed up for YMCA basketball went through the practices went to the very first game and she missed some like two three shots or something I can't remember what it was exactly but it was something to do with like she messed up or she missed some shots and she got mad and she just like after the game she just sat in the bleachers and she wouldn't Move because she was just like speeding Herself up about that Game And I carried her out on my shoulder I just picked her up And I put her on my shoulder And like you know she was flopping over on the other Side because she was all pissed off and like wiggling Around and I just remember holding on her legs and I walked out of the gym And like as soon as I did that I was like whoa I manifested This I yeah. I Thought this up for the past year or so And it happened
0: uh-huh.
2: And I was just like whoa So that's when I understood like You know this was early on in my recovery too So I was like okay Like we can manifest Things like that We we, we can manifest positive things uh-huh. But back to the overthinking I think that That plays into the overthinking as well So I overthought this And like I do that too where I'll lay there and, like, I'm dead tired. I'm ready to go to sleep. But as soon as I lay down, then my mind goes, boom, yes, 100 miles an hour, about whatever. Before I know it, I'm thinking Bigfoot's outside of my bedroom window, ready to open the window and come inside, Mm -hmm. and I'm just, like, thinking crazy thoughts like that, and then I'm, like, hold up, and it's been, like, a half hour, and I'm, like, how did I get here? I should be asleep. I was dead tired when I laid down, but now I'm thinking Bigfoot. This twenty foot Bigfoot is standing out my window, <laughs> trying to get inside. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, what the heck's going on? And I do that same thing. Like, what's wrong with me? Uh, so, <clears throat> to combat that now, you know, what I mean, I I pray. Make sure I pray every night, and just kind of stay in that attitude of gratitude before I go to bed. So just thanking, thanking about it, dear, my higher power is true in the Kazush, Yeshua HaMashiach. And like, I thank my higher power for everything from my socks to the shirt I'm wearing to my job. And I just go down the list and I just thank and I stay in that thankfulness, that praise. And some nights I have to do it until I fall asleep. But usually that gets me out of that that stinking thinking, that overthinking, where before I know it, there's some kind of spirit that's in the hallway, <laughs> peeking in, you know? Yes. Because um, that's exactly like you said, all these scenarios and stuff, or, you know, like there's going to be some serial killer that breaks in and kill us while we're out sleeping, you know just those crazy thoughts like you guys were talking about,
1: yeah, and i uh. I do like that idea of what they call thought switching, so yeah yeah and and i honestly i don't I don't utilize that particular technique as much as I should because i mean i I really have to grasp the idea that I'm not just along for the ride,
3: mm-hmm. yeah like,
1: you know we control our thoughts, <clears throat> we can do that. And, you know, you, you said prayer, and, and I said meditation to try to quiet it down. But, you know, I mean, there's times, too, and I was like, okay, well, I'll notice, like, this light, like a light that's coming from the street light or whatever, just, you know, a little small light on the wall. Yeah. And I'll sit there, and i well, if I turn my head this way, it looks like that. Yeah. So I kind of think about, oh, it looks like an upside, you know, just focusing on that one thing, and then before you know it, I fall asleep.
2: Yeah.
0: But mm-hmm. a
1: lot of times, you know, I... Honestly, I get, I'd get I let myself get carried away, and that's the key thing. i let myself get carried away. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, the ability to say, okay, stop, that's just bananas. You know, Bigfoot no. is not going to come in here <laughs> as much as i pretty sure I heard him walking around just now. And that's another part of it, too, is yeah, like you yeah, start yeah. hearing things and like seeing things, and it was like, okay. Psyching yourself yeah, out. Psyching yeah, psyching yourself out. But, you know, going back to what you were talking about, manifesting is, um, the the good thing about that is a positive, a positive thought is like thousand times more powerful than a negative one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, I think that's a good thing. That's lucky for me, right? Yes. I mean, lucky for us. You guys said that you, you, you do this as well. So, I mean, that's fortunate. So, you know, we can cancel those negative things out with the positive ones and and I'd I, I like to do that thankful that thankful list too, that gratitude, that attitude of gratitude. And coming up with ways that, I mean, think, like you said, like your socks. Like, man, it's good to have clean socks.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? I mean, whoever, who who thinks about things like that? But it also helps to kind of get your mind out of that gutter, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, to come up with, you know, things to be grateful about, that that's always been a huge help.
2: And I think I do that. For exactly that, kind of that, like switching your thinking. Yes. I don't have to lay here and think about what I was thinking about anymore. I can switch it up. Yeah. Yeah, and so that that was kind of what started me doing that. I was like, okay, I'm just going to switch this up. Yeah. Switch what you're thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about things I'm grateful for, not something
1: scary or terrible that's going to happen. It's or great. I guess if you have to make up a story, make up a good one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because that's really what it is, right? Instead of trying to her name, trying to make up a horror story, make up a love story. (laughs) (laughs) I said about what's her name. Good old what's her name, a dusty love story. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where dusty came from. It's funny
0: that you guys say that because I just started. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But the five minutes of gratitude Mm. and my uh, entrance today, I'll share it. Is like. I'm grateful for a place to live and that my daughter sleeps in a peaceful home. hmm And, you know, it's like, yeah. And then daily affirmations, like something positive, I think it's a part of like retraining, right? That part that's so negative, like retraining it to be positive, to yeah. change the outlook exactly, of our life. Exactly, yeah. Change our perception, right? Um, it may look ugly on this side, but on the other side, it's like, okay, like on the other side, it's something beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and thank just you guys. sort
1: of getting into that positive thinking habit. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yes,
3: sir.
0: Mm-hmm. But that's all we got. That's all we got. No, um, speak on it.
1: Speak on it, bro.
0: Mm-hmm. And that, bro. Speak on
1: it. Speak on it. Speak on it.
0: Randy. S O I S O I It's your turn. It's June twenty ninth, two thousand and twenty-three at seven twenty PM. And we got I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> thank you guys for your guys' uh, you know, speak on the subjects. I think there's a lot there that I uh, um personally I can glean from. Um but today I kind of wanted to share an update. I I wanted to speak about euphoric recall earlier, but as we sat here and we started talking, I want to share the progress that I'm making. Right? Is that okay? Yes, sir. All right. You're so right. check this out. This is a little description of my book, kind of like you know the, the part where it describes. I've been I've been authoring this book, and, and it's really not not an entire book. It's going to be a short read, but it's going to translate my experience from what happened to you know how it how it shaped my my life today Mm -hmm. um and through this experience like i've learned to develop like what i call the heart of a father which is actually the name of my book it's called the heart of a father and here's the description of it the heart of a father is a heartwarming story that depicts the selfless love guidance and sacrifices of fathers It shares inspiring anecdotes of how fathers have influenced their children's lives, imparting valuable life lessons and being a source of support and encouragement. From the joys and challenges of fatherhood to the unbreakable bond between a father and child, this book celebrates the pivotal role of fathers in shaping their children's futures. In this book, the author shares a powerful and emotional story about his life-changing out-of-body experience during a drug field run. During the experience, the author has a vision of his daughter— who had just turned, turned one-year-old exactly one month before. He prays to the Lord for another chance to be a father to his daughter and is suddenly transported back to the hospital. The author goes on to share how this experience changed his life and motivated him to become a better father and a better person. He shares how his daughter has grown up to become an exceptional boxer and budding entrepreneur with a big heart, just like her dad. And that, for the most part, is, is kind of like the introduction of the book but I wanted to really encourage all you dads out there that man like our children are watching us no matter what we do whether they're good choices or bad choices that we're making. And I guess like from my vantage point like the place that I'm speaking from is like man if you're in a situation and you feel hopeless or maybe you're a single father or, or maybe you're not providing or or maybe things aren't going your way right now like man to continue to persevere, to continue to teach your children in the way that you believe in your heart is the right way. Um, Learning and gleaning from others. And, And I say that because last week, like it never, like I've taken, people know I've made it public, like people know that I've stepped away from public ministry for over a year, going on two years right now. But I've taken this time to invest into my daughter intentionally I'm learning all about I can, uh, all I can about fatherhood and the importance of fatherhood. But I say that to say this last week I did, uh, I preached for my spiritual father, and it really wasn't even a preaching. It, it was more a message where we have to walk our talk now. We really have to be doers of what we're saying. And for me, it's hard because a lot of like what you're getting is raw. Like, a lot of it, 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 it hasn't been processed. It hasn't been refined in, in in my heart or in my mind, you know? But the proudest moment, I th- I would say, the thing that I was most proud about, even more than when my daughter was a national champion in boxing, which she also won again this year, but the thing that struck me the most was as I was done ministering and I wasn't even going to lay hands on people. I was just going to, you know, like I wanted them to develop this relationship at what you call the altar. The altar back in the old Testament was erected because of an encounter with God. Like it was a point where they signified like God met me here. And because you met me here, I'm going to build this altar so that it will, I can always remember where you and I met. So I was basically encouraging the people that were listening to build their altar, because that's where I'm at. I'm rebuilding my altar. You know, somewhere along the way, I got caught up in being professional Christian, knowing when to say amen, knowing when to clap my hands, knowing when to say what, you know, like, in, in my belief system and, and that, you know, but at the same time, like, man, like, I was encouraged, and the thing that touched my heart the most was in that as I was done, my daughter came running in, and she had grabbed this bottle of oil, and she was like, Daddy, can I do it? And I said, What? And she goes, I want to put this on them. And I said, Yes, because inside, because of my example, I didn't come to God because somebody told me. You know, I'm not more special than anybody else. But the reason why I believe in God is because of an experience that I'm describing in this book. I didn't pray something elaborate. I didn't do something because my dad did it. I didn't do something because my grandma did it. I I did it because, man, that's like, I prayed and God was the one that answered me. But what I prayed was for another chance to be a dad. Because before then, I wasn't a very good dad. And when I think about all these years, everything that we've been through as a family, like it's just been me and my daughter. I'm from the outside looking in and it, it, it looks good. But there have been a lot of times where I've thrown in the towel. There's been so many times where I've given up. But the part that touched my heart the most was when my daughter stepped in and asked to pray for the people to put. Because what that showed me was that my daughter was watching me. And lately, I haven't been the best example. Because I'm I'm going through this time of like, man, like reflection and self-reflection. Like nothing that I do is anybody else's fault. It's, it's really like, how do I respond? How do I deal with me? Because at the end of the day, nobody is there, right? Like nobody's there for any of us. It's like, man, we wake up in the morning, we're by ourselves. We go to sleep at, ni- at night. Maybe, you know, the spouse is next, next to you or whatever, but... Really, like, we're in our own minds and we're in our own hearts. Like, but I saw my daughter and I realized, like, man, like, I have been doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Because I've taught her what it means to have faith. Because there is absolutely no reason why we should be here today, let alone myself. Mm. because of that experience. And I don't know where you're at in your relationship, but a part of having a father is realizing like, man, all our kids need is love. But if we say we love them to be there, be somebody that they can count on. Mm -hmm. You know, like I never thought back in the day that I would be writing a book. But man, for the past, you know, like I'm finally happy Mm. because for so long, man, I've tried to be who I thought society wanted me to be Mm. because I became, because I believed in Christ. Like I felt like I had to be a public speaker, be a public minister. Like, man, there are times like where I don't even want to do anything Like, I don't want to speak. Like, I don't want to do that. Like, Mm. because the road's tough. Not tougher than anybody else's, but it's tough. But to see my daughter come in by herself, knowing what to do. Mm -hmm. You know, I've trained my daughter as someone who can pray. I've taught her the importance of prayer, and she's taken that. And she understands the importance of it. Mm. And for me, that made me more proud than her being an elite athlete. Mm-hmm. But it's like, man, like that's the type of father we need. Fathers are so important to the home, man. I God has given me the heart of a father. I think in the future... What I want to do is is really disciple fathers. Mm -hmm. You know, and a lot of this I'm thinking out loud, like I haven't even processed none of this, but like, man, to be at a point and talk about an experience that I've had with God and and I didn't pray, man, give me a million dollars. Give me this. What I prayed was give me another chance to be her dad. Mm -hmm. Because when I look at that little girl, I, I know we're not perfect. I know, you know, But at the end of the day, this girl can count on her dad. Mm -hmm. And I think for me today, that's what I'm more grateful for. Mm. So, man, whoever is listening, I just want to encourage you that the road does get better. Mm -hmm. It isn't always easy, but nobody said it would be easy. Yep. And be that superhero that your kids think you are. With that, man, leave it for you guys. Yeah, I think,
2: man, that was a powerful story, powerful testimony. Definitely, thank you for sharing that, Randy. It's awesome, you know, guys. It makes me go back and think about, especially like early on in recovery for myself. Like I started noticing that my kids were benefiting from my recovery like, because I was there and because they got to do things that if I wasn't there, they wouldn't be able to do. Um, And that was just, like, more motivation, more fuel for my fire to continue on the Red Road. And, you know, that's what your story made me think about. I was just like, wow, yeah, that's awesome. You know, and today, you know, I got... A teenager and that's uh that's something new for me uh (laughs) it's like bittersweet because he's growing into his man body and becoming a young man but then like he's not a little boy anymore yeah and that part is hard you know i gotta start training him up and Teaching him how to be a good, honorable man, a gentleman, you know, and those talks are happening now. And it's like it's like a bittersweet time right now that he's making that transformation from boy into young manhood. Um <clears throat> so yeah, it's just like but if it wasn't for like my relationship with God, my daily prayer life, my walk on the red road. Like I wouldn't be here for him. And I wouldn't I probably wouldn't even like be here if I never started walking the Red Road back on September 9th of 2015. Like I mean I probably, probably would have bared me a long time ago. Years ago. So I I got I gotta keep those things in in right there on that back burner, you know, fresh. Because... <clears throat> That what I was talking about—the blaming thing—that's a very slippery slope for me, because then I get into my anger and I get in my feels. Yeah, start posting about it on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it's awesome, Brandon. It's just like it's a great thing to be there um, for your kids uh, to be there, and even just being that example um, is huge. Them because a lot of times they like with your story, they'll do what you do, yeah. You know, you could talk to your blue in the face and whatever, but they're gonna do what you do, yeah. You know, and that's that's very convicting for me too because I notice that they do what I do, you know? and <laughs> also I'm like, dang, I can't be having these snacks later, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Now come down. What do you eat? What are you eating? We have some. <laughs> Go to bed. <laughs> Go to bed. It's past your bedtime.
1: Favorite Indian. <clears throat> yeah, that was. Yeah, that was a good testimony. That was really. I'm not going to use that word. I almost did. <laughs> oh man! What you not say? Not this time. <laughs> I didn't say anything. But uh, yeah, I mean, and there's there's a lot of good messaging in there. Just in that and that little piece that you just now did and man i can't wait to read your book because then it goes probably goes into more depth and just listening to you i mean i already know that it's got to it's going to be a an amazing thing <laughs> i'm trying to dance around i'm trying to dance around that word and but you know i i honestly don't have anything else to add because you already said it all um yeah, I'll just leave it at that. It's getting,
0: it's getting, it's getting kind of heavy. Dog, that's what I am saying, <laughs> man. Like, I don't know. It did get heavy, man. And I apologize. But, like, no, there's no good. reason to apologize. But, dog, is, like, I, that's I, what we all do I here, can do bro. is just be me. You know what no, I mean? For sure, like, for sure. that, that's what I'm saying. And I'm learning to be comfortable with me. Mm-hmm. Like, le- like what I said is, like, man, for so long, for the past eight, nine years, ever since I came to recovery, like, I've tried to be who I thought people wanted me to be.
3: Mm hmm.
0: Yeah. But I finally want to be who I am—that expressive, creative self. Yeah, that filler. I am a filler. Mm-hmm. I do love people, like I, and I'm not like <laughs> I say it with all humility. <laughs> you know, right? Like, yeah. but but that's me. It is it, ain't nothing wrong speaking your truth. Yeah, yeah. That's me. I'm not perfect, man. I mess up a lot, but at the same time. I believe what I say. hmm I believe in me.
2: I believe I could fly.
0: How <laughs> <I> be- about <laughs> see? Thank you guys, man. No, I appreciate
2: that. Yeah. Thank you for that. <clears throat> let's uh let's bring Karen back. <laughs> I haven't yeah. seen her in a while on a lot of episodes. Oh,
1: you don't know wanna
2: know I what think, she's been up to. I think she's been <laughs> shacked up. Hey, there you are, Karen girl. So pretty with your mane.
0: Carrots for Karen. Please Carrots donate. for Karen. Please donate. What's the man equivalent cool of that again? The what? Karen. What? Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Okay. I don't know. I just said Kyle? I, I, oh, Kyle? A Kyle. I uh, thought I heard a Kyle in the background, bro, to be
2: man. honest. Man, she's been messing around with that Kyle. Oh, my gosh. he doesn't even have his front teeth. Been on the streets for a while. His gums aren't even
0: black; they're pink now.
3: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> no, I remember, it was, it's like yeah. No. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: There's cockabers on
2: his tail. <laughs>
0: What did he say that one? See his ribs? <laughs> see his, yuck, you can see his ribs. He's all mangy. <laughs> see his, his hips are sticking out. Nobody can even ride him or even wants to if they could. Buzzy he used to be a bad parade horse, too.
1: Those <laughs>
2: are all long and cracked.
3: <laughs> yuck.
2: Yuck. What <clears throat> I was saying, no, I was saying, it's getting, it's getting, it's getting kind of heavy. I was trying to get him to say that word. Oh, I know, I know. I've got the...
3: No, <laughs> how about no? Good morning, my neighbor. <laughs> hey, fuck you. Yes. Yes. Fuck you, Tom
2: <laughs> <laughs> That never gets out that's awesome, man. So yeah, that's uh episode one forty. Anything that any you guys got anything burning? <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any Oh you gotta bring that up, up again
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Oh man my chonies were burning last week oh, What episode uh, was that again before. That was uh
0: 130 I mean I know which one it was But I was saying what number was that I don't know Maybe 130 did like, It was like 130 wasn't
2: it Yeah man, that was, that was. Oh hilarious. look at me I don't even know bro. <laughs> That was
0: funny Yeah
2: <laughs> Any uh, NBA talk? Man, there's a
0: lot of rumors out there.
2: I know, man. I seen one today that said that Kyrie's going to go to the Suns or he's going to talk to them. Yeah, tomorrow. Free agency tomorrow. I don't know if that'll work out. It didn't
1: work out in Brooklyn. Yeah. Him and KD over there. Nah, I mean, like at this point, I just, you got to wait for the season to start because there's going to be so many moves, so many yeah. signings, so many, you know, all this rumor stuff. It's like, pfft, well, just let me see who's on the court at the beginning of the year, because you know, like, oh yeah, the, uh, this team is going to be real good. No, these guys signed this guy, and you know, and yeah. we have to wait and see because you don't know how these guys are going to interact with each other. Because true that,
2: and I think if anything, the NBA finals is going to go through the mile high.
0: Yeah, no, I believe that. I believe that Denver uh, will probably be in contention for a championship. Um, but I also like heard rumors about like cat leaving and, and that's going to suck for Minnesota. I kind of feel like we should get rid of Gobert, but I don't think Tim Connolly, who came from Denver wants to get rid of his mm. because he moved so much for him, you know? Yeah. Um, and then we were also talking about like Kawhi and PG being broken up. Like, yeah. because they've only played 23 games, I believe in the past two or three seasons together. Dang. Like, bro, like, that's on the court at the same time. Yes, yeah. on the court at the same time. It's been only like twenty three or twenty nine games Man. together, maybe twenty six.
2: I think they could be deadly if they stayed healthy.
0: Yeah, but that's the thing is like Kawhi's kind of introduced this like rest, rest, like rest over yeah. playing, kind of like uh, what what's load it? load management. Yeah, load management. He's the guy that introduced that, and it kind of.
1: Well,
2: I, I think, call him the Terminator.
1: Terminator of what? Well, I think. You know, from a standpoint of a of a fan, mm-hmm. if, if, um, especially some somebody who doesn't live in an NBA city, yeah. You know, we gotta. It takes a lot for us to travel and go watch a game. And think, all right, we're gonna see this player, and then no, we're gonna sit him down because he needs to rest. Yeah, like what kind of bullshit is that? No.
0: Doug, like I think the late great Kobe Bryant like captioned it. uh perfectly when he's like, man, you don't know what they spent to get in, you know? Yeah. Uh, There's a quote going around where he's like, man, that's why he gives it his all every night. Like, that's why he played through injuries was because he didn't want the person who saved all their paycheck to come and watch him play. To miss out. Yeah, to miss out on him.
1: See, and Michael Jordan said basically the same thing. He goes, there might be somebody out there who's seeing me for the first and only time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, I think, like, it kind of goes, yeah, it's kind of – It sucks, sucks that we're there. But I mean, because Kawhi could be one of the best. Like that kid, that kid is good when he's playing. Oh yeah, for sure. Like bro, he led Toronto to a championship a couple years ago, bro. Like that's how good he is. Yeah. Like he only spent one season. Golden State against Golden State, yeah. With Durant, Golden State. So
1: that was amazing.
0: Yeah,
2: like they came out of
1: nowhere. Yeah, I just I just remember that shot that he hit against the Sixers to get there. Yeah, yeah. That, that was crazy, hey.
2: Yeah, that's when the whole uh the magnetic oh, conspiracy yeah. theory started. Oh. Saying that the ball has metal laces in it and then they're able to control the mag magnets on the rim to let the ball go in or out. Man. There's so
1: many sports conspiracies, it's just, yeah. just conspiracies in general a lot. That's true. Yeah. You can find a conspiracy, just about anything, really. Food. Oh. All kinds of food conspiracies. You guys see Mm -hmm. lab-grown
0: meat being okayed in California, San Francisco. Oh, for real? In New York City. So they approved lab-grown meat within the past week. Dang. Bro, so the chicken that you get out there in San Francisco, chances are it might not be real chicken. Dang. It's from a lab. Crazy. That's gross. Uh It's not a conspiracy theory, dog. Like, this is legit. For real. No, I've seen see some I see other
2: them. videos where, like, fruit, apples, strawberries, and stuff, like, those are all, like, just, like, manufactured. Yeah. Like, they really don't even have any nutritional value and, like, that.
1: They're just white, and then they paint on the other stuff.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: See, that that reminds, you know, like, those old-timey, I think it was on Star Trek, when they say, oh, give me a, a hamburger or a cheeseburger, and then all of a sudden this little machine kind of makes it up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, man, maybe that's where we're going. I think we're there. I mean, there's too many people. To Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. But, okay, so what is the source, like, then? Because it has to, it, you can't get something from nothing. Yeah. So they're saying, like, it's all, like, mostly plastic.
2: we're sort of like we're eating, ingesting plastic and stuff.
1: Well, we already got microplastics in our bloodstream. Babies are born with it now. Dang. Microplastic? Yeah. In in their bodies. So geez. man, that's
0: crazy. They say we're ten to fifteen years away from a cashless society too. Mm hmm. There was barcodes out there in freaking Boston. Mm. Like barcodes? Yeah, like on your your hand. Yep. No, I, I believe it. <clears throat> yeah, bro, look it I- up. It's verified.
1: Honey, I mean, that's where you gotta pump the brakes, bro. Because uh, we we just got done talking about overthinking. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the subject this evening. Shall I say something
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna keep me up at night.
1: <laughs> Thank you for the subject that I uh, get
0: a text about three in the morning. Thank you, Randy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you were right. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> up. Start sending
0: all <laughs> these <Yeah>. links. <laughs> all these
1: links.
2: You were right. Darn you! All right, cool. So I think that's a good place to end it and. We thank you. We appreciate you. We love you. All our listeners all over Flat Earth, keep doing what you do. Keep walking the red road, and especially to our unspoken words, disciples. Keep spreading unspoken words, gospel, Billy Graham style. (laughs) Ha, ha, hey. 100% we appreciate you. you. Thank you. God bless you. And we are out.
0: Peace. Get out my head, plug in the mic and leave nothing set Now sit back, relax, and listen to some real talk.
3: Now sit back, relax and listen to some real talk. We made it.